With the fifth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Tua Tungavalawa, quarterback, Alabama. On third and goal to the end zone, touchdown, there is a flag. Catch made by Devontae Parker. Can we talk about the accuracy, Kenny? That's going to be defensive P.I. That's interference. Defense, number 25. That penalty is declined. Result of the play is a touchdown. So it is the first NFL touchdown pass for Tua. And you see him with the ball. Law. You see him with the, with the ball. He's going to frame that. Hero, Dragic, inside out of bio. Kicks it back out. Hero for three. Bang! Tyler Hero from downtown. And the Heat take a one-point lead. Bases loaded, nobody out. Anderson sends one deep. And this is going to be a grand slam for Brian Anderson. Very quick first down, play toss over the middle, caught. Will Mallory, touchdown Miami. And the Kings answer very quickly with a drive. Has to go in behind, but maintains possession. Great effort by Huberdo. Hands it over to Barkov. He fights. Skinner away. Huberdeau again. Curls in. Huberdeau to the net. Oh, what a goal by Huberdeau! It's 4-1. Pizarro wants it. He's not going to get it just yet. Morgan's still on it. Now Pizarro gets it back to Morgan. To the left. Pellegrini inside. Pizarro Golazo. Pizarro Golazo! Well, good Tuesday night to you, and we bring you back to uh, another episode of the Sports Nuts as we, um, you know, we get ready to break down everything that's um, going on in the world of sports. Of course, joined by uh, my co-host, Corey Wheeler. Every Tuesday. Every yeah. Tuesday, everybody. You see short the three amigos. Yeah, short, short as shit. Terrible haircut by two. I'm telling you. Horrible. God. Hope millions of dollars can fix a haircut like that. Oh. What do you think he was going for with that haircut? Well, you know, every, everyone went through that little phase of color in there the tips of their hair, you know. He just went through a phase. He's over that now, thankfully. Oh, it's over. Right? You know, well, I mean, maybe yeah, bring, yeah, it's over, yeah. Maybe he'll bring it back. When he would have got, he would have got uh, hazed uh, <laughs> if he would have came to the Dolphins looking like that. I feel like that, well, I feel like that haircut is better fit for Houston, Texas. But we got a lot to talk about, Corey. Unfortunately, we're down a man. You know, you bring up the three amigos, and, well, unfortunately, we don't have uh, Chris with us tonight. Um, but a lot to talk about, uh, needless to say, as, you know, Corey, this weekend was an emotional weekend for me, and it's one that, 
unfortunately, you won't understand because your favorite team, the Miami Dolphins, don't have the pedigree that my favorite team, the Cleveland Browns, possess. And I hope that one day, soon, again, you will know the gratifications of winning a playoff game or even just making the playoffs. I, I hope that one day, the joy that I got to feel, you will one day feel as well. But uh, we got to cover these, these playoffs. And it was, a, it was a weird weekend for me. Um, luckily, I didn't have to go into work for three days, so I rode a wave of emotions. Um, I'm pretty sure I went through all five stages of grief uh, <laughs> and acceptance uh, of, of the Browns' exit from the playoffs. Uh, and you can see my background is the uh, pretty much what ended the Cleveland Browns season. Uh, we'll start with this game uh, on this one. Uh, you know, um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that, uh, that game first um, because that, you know, that's the one I'm going to have the most to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, what, what we happened in this game, what we saw happen in this Cleveland Browns game was it was like a coming of of the Browns, but then it, it was also what I knew they were, where I thought they were a team that that could win this game. I, as you know, I picked them this week to win because when when I looked at the way to the Browns to get to the AFC Championship game or even to the Super Bowl, I, I, I knew Buffalo was probably going to be our most uh, difficult team. Um, to get through if we didn't draw Tennessee and if we didn't draw Baltimore, I wanted to draw Pittsburgh and I wanted to draw, um, I wanted to draw um, Kansas city because when you look at the way that the Browns ended this season and the way that they played, you know, pretty much after Odell went out, the the Browns offense was, they put up points. I mean, you saw the stats heading into the weekend where, you know, Baker Mayfield was more efficient than Patrick Mahomes, which I'm not saying Baker's better than Patrick. Uh, obviously, you saw in that game when Patrick Mahomes is on the field, he's, he's the most electric player in football. But the yeah. Browns were able to put up. They had more three touchdown games. They had more 40-point games. They, they, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, three touchdown passing games. They had more 40-point games. So the Browns had a, a, a very good offense under Baker Mayfield. And... Uh, it was, it was it was very uh, difficult um, for me to not feel that Kansas City was the team I wanted to face in the in the AFC divisional series because Buffalo's just too good. When you when you look at Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, you know their their defense is definitely much better. So you know I thought this was the path, and and Cleveland down nineteen to three at halftime, a very horrible missed call by referees, not saying that the fumble out of bounds, you know, upset me because rules are rules. And I understand that. And I, I think it's a terrible rule. Everybody thinks it's a terrible rule. It makes no sense to me that an offensive guy can cough up the ball through the end zone and automatically defense gets it back on their 20. It doesn't matter if it's first yeah. down, third down, second down, like it's an absurd call. The defense just created a fumble. It's, it's dumb. <laughs> there, there's some rules that, that took place that I just think are absurd. And, um, so I'm not, I'm not going to blame that fumble out of bounds. I, I am a little upset about the helmet-to-helmet hit because I felt like earlier in the game as well, there was a hit on, uh, 
I think it was Nick Chubb was on the ground and he, he was clearly down. And, and one of the Chiefs players, I can't remember what defensive end, uh, like jumped on Nick Chubb after he's already down. I was a little razzled by that. And then the hit um, on Richard Higgins, it, it wasn't even disguised, man. Like he threw his head first, turned his back. There, there was no, you know, if you're a ref, like everything about that tackle was a uh, was the hurt Richard Higgins. He led clearly led with his helmet. Even if the guy's down and you lead with your shoulder, a shoulder to head hit is still you know targeting. And for the ref to be on it enough, and this was what what drove me crazy. The referee was on it enough to be able to call the fumble, which was a very close, it was very close to that ball breaking the plane, but enough for him to see that the ball didn't break the plane. Your eyes are that good, but they're not good enough <laughs> to notice the, the clear personal foul call that would put Cleveland on the, on the one-yard line, which you don't go into halftime 19-3. You don't have to worry about if Patrick Mahomes is coming out. The game is a game at halftime. Cleveland gets the ball back at halftime, and who knows with the way that Baker was playing in that game because Baker was playing lights out. Even with the interception, Baker played phenomenal. So uh, that really bothered me uh, about, about the, the first half of that game. Um, look, And this drove me nuts is after the game, I went online and everyone's like, oh, you know, social media, the Browns are the Browns. They had an opportunity. The Browns, Browns did. And oh, the Browns, when it counted, they they stunk it up. Like, what are you what are you talking about? This is a team that (laughs) three years ago, four years ago, went 0 and 18. They were five points away from beating the defending champs. Granted, Patrick Mahomes is out, but you still have to go up against Eric Bieniemy. You still have to go up against a Reed, who's one of the best head coaches in the freaking league. You know, like it's absurd to me for people to be all about. They won a game in the playoffs. They're five points away from making the AFC championship game. They had the most competitive game of, of the divisional weekend. And you're going to say they stunk it up. Meanwhile, they have a revolving door at left tackle. Nobody's given the chiefs the credit for on that third down play, breaking off on the left tackle and forcing Baker to throw it under, not to take a loss and hope that maybe Kareem Hunt can break it. You're not going to give the chiefs any credit. It's the Brown stink. It was absurd. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, you know how fans are. Uh, um, they, they, they react off the past, you know, the Browns, unfortunately, has uh, been known for being dismal, uh, you know, one in 31 in a span of two years and, and uh, haven't been really good since the, the Kozar years, you know, consistently. Um, but this was a very, very competitive game. Um, it, it surprised, but it didn't surprise me. I knew they would give a valiant effort. Um, I just didn't think they would have the, opportunity to win at the end um you know and I know you're probably going to go into the second half um but that you know that first half that was that was the play that that fumble out of the end zone which is is a is a bad rule uh I mean that I would even take them putting the ball back on the 20 for for the for the offense like 20 yards away from the end zone like yeah push it back to the 20 um instead of like turning over the ball. You didn't turn over the ball. You just fumbled out of bounds. If it, if you fumble out of bounds in the field of play, you get the ball with the ball yeah. went out. So, <laughs> so the defense isn't rewarded when you fumble out of bounds normally. So why, when it fumbled out the end zone, I don't, I don't really get that. Especially they on put a, it at the 10 yard line, the 20 yard line, you know, 
especially on an illegal hit. Yeah, it's on an illegal (laughs) hit. Even if you want to make it a 15-yard penalty, like I don't, I don't understand what exactly happens in that instance where you know the NFL decided this was a great rule. You know that this is this is what needs to happen. I mean, with enough complaints uh, that there were these last couple of days about that rule, maybe they'll look into it this offseason. I mean, it won't. Of course, it won't help the Browns now. But just like just like the Saints and uh, Vikings, I think it was on the the missed pass interference call. Uh, they looked into it in the offseason and they changed that. You can review pass interference that next year. So maybe they'll look into this rule and, and, and change it. Like I said, unfortunately, it won't do much for the Browns right now. But no, I, going I, forward, maybe. I agree. Uh, so, you know, it, it really does. But when you look in retrospect of the season, 11-5, they get their first win in the playoffs. For some reason, people think that the Steelers gave us a freebie. I don't know what that means. Somebody <laughs> made a comment about that. But, uh, you know. Um, you have to play the game. Yeah, I mean, look, you, you give up 28 points, they're not giving you a freebie. <laughs> that's, right. that's not a freebie. That's, uh, that's your team taking away the ball four times in the first. Yeah, yeah. the first, the first touchdown may have been a freebie. Everything after that <laughs> was definitely earned. Uh, you know, they just dominated the Steelers. 11-5 uh, and five season, a playoff win, I'll take that. You know, we, we were – my team was at home. You know, even though I I considered it a successful season, but but the Browns should be applauded. I mean, they they eleven and five beat the Steelers, went to the last drive, practically against Kansas City. Can't really ask much more than that. They're they're ascending. They're an ascending team. Yeah, no, and and the funny thing too is when you look when you look at uh, what everybody's talking about, and we we talk about the Dolphins doing this too, is um, with the play that. They, they got the, the two yards on with, with the Terry kill pass. Um, it was the same play they used against the Dolphins to ice the game. Same exact yes. play. Yep. And, <laughs> same exact play. And I don't think that's the play that won it. Everybody's saying Chad Henney's, you know, th- th- uh, third down run for 13 yards um, to pretty much set them up for that, for that uh, Tyree kill pass. That wasn't it. Mm-hmm. it w- what ended that game, what iced that game was a very smart, Offensive call. If it was, I don't know if it was enemy or if it was uh, Andy Reid's call, but the Derek Williams uh, first down conversion, which made Cleveland burn the last time out and pretty much end the game, um, that that did it. I mean, what look when you when you line up Travis Kelsey and you line up Tyree Kill on the same side, of course that's going to draw every attention of of all the players, and you know. The, the Browns weren't ready for it. I mean, I can admit when the Browns aren't, aren't you know, performing well because I'm not a, an obscure fan who just thinks my team does everything right. Uh, they, they weren't ready. And, and it proved that the, this game showed that Kevin Stefanski is a first-year head coach. It showed that Cleveland is a team that hasn't been to the playoffs in a very long time, that this is very new for all these guys. And... They got beat by the champs, by a coach who is is very in tune with how to play in the playoffs. You know, Reed did this when he was with the Eagles. Um, and he's doing it now in Kansas City, and he did it when he was um, – I think he was under Holmgren, was, was one of the coaches that he coached under, uh, you know, yeah. in, in Green Bay. So, Green when, Bay, when you yeah. look – yeah, when you look at a guy 
like Andy Reid, and everybody understands what kind of head coach he is, is why he gets the respect that he does in the league. He's, he's one of the best, and he outcoached Kevin Stefanski in this game. I don't think Kevin Stefanski did a bad job when you're one-year uh, head coach. Um, you, you pretty much have no offseason. Uh, you gotta you, you lose your, your best wide receiver in, in Odell. Um, I, th- I thought this was an amazing season. It was a very Cinderella story for Cleveland. I absolutely think the Cleveland Browns will be back next season to the playoffs. I think there will be a diminish in Pittsburgh because they have too many players they got to repay. I, I think you have to figure something out in, in Baltimore because you're not going to advance with Patrick Mahomes, and we're going to talk about that game next. I don't think you're going to advance with, with Patrick Mahomes. You will advance with Patrick Mahomes. I meant Lamar Jackson. We'll talk about the Ravens game with Lamar Jackson. I don't think you can advance with the way that you're built in Baltimore, so you're going to have to change some things in Baltimore. And I think with Cleveland getting Grant Delpit back next, next season, you, you solidify your, your strong safety position. I think you need to address the um, linebacker situation with the Browns. But, you know, I, I think they might be fine at, at offense. And, and I think when you look at this game against Kansas City, if we had an Odell Beckham, and I know everyone's like, oh, get rid of, get rid of Odell. I don't think you do. I think, I think this game against Kansas City was a glaring necessity that Odell Beckham is what you need. Um, I, I don't understand how you get rid of David Njoku. I, I don't think you can. He just had a great game. He had his Kansas best City. game of the season. Yeah, so, I mean, that guy, you can count on him when you need him. So I think that you absolutely keep uh, David Njoku. Bryant looked good at some points. He looked bad at others. I think the tight end dual set of um, of, of Njoku and Hooper, Hooper are, are fantastic. Bryant, you, I mean, you can still run a three tight end set because you don't have to pay Bryant. You just got him last year. Njoku, I don't think you have to pay quite yet either. Um, but I, I think you run it back. Uh, you don't get rid of Odell because I think – I think this game against Kansas City proved that you need a dynamic player like Odell Beckham uh, to stretch the field a little bit more. Hooper played great. Najoku played outstanding. Jarvis played well. Uh, I think Nick, Nick Chubb was a non-factor. I think Kareem Hunt played a little bit better than him. Uh, you know, I, I thought he could have been on the field a little bit more. I feel like they tried to push Nick Chubb just too much. Uh, I felt in this, in this situation, Kareem Hunt was a little bit better. But when you bring those two guys back, you have two different backs that are dynamic. Uh, the offense and look, I'll admit it. I I did not think Baker Mayfield's the answer to Cleveland. Even up to halfway through the season, I didn't think Baker was the answer because I felt he was too cons- inconsistent. But the run that Baker Mayfield went on with only one interception in the last six games, heading into this championship weekend where he threw an interception, um, Baker looks great, man. Stefanski figured him out and. Even though, like, you're like, oh, well, there's going to be more tape. But they, they had tape on him all year. He did the same thing all year, and they couldn't stop him. So uh, yeah. I think you got to pay bake. And I think, in all honesty, if they can fix this defense, I said it to you and Chris that I think the Browns are the AFC favorites to go to the Super Bowl next year. Fix the defense. Get some linebacker and help. Uh, you get Del Pitt back next year in the safety. Uh, hope that Denzel Ward stays healthy. Healthy. You hope that Johnson stays healthy. Maybe you pick up some more uh, help in the corner, but I think the Cleveland Browns are poised to make a deep run next season. Um, yeah. Uh, Baker Mayfield definitely hit a stride um, second half of the year because I, I was kind of down on him. I was calling him Johnny Manziel 2.0. Um, but he 
he proved me wrong down the stretch. He he took care of the ball. He made big plays, made made some great throws. There was one throw to Hooper near the end of that game on fourth down. Uh, that was an awesome throw um, where only Hooper could catch. Um, so I was I was pretty proud of Baker. He, I saw I saw his progression second half of the season. So I, I'll no longer call him Johnny Manziel 2.0. But <laughs> going into next going into next season. I think the Browns are the favorites of the division, at least at, at the very least. Um, Big Ben is just old. Um, I don't, I just don't believe in Pittsburgh. Um, Baltimore, yeah, there, there's an issue now. I'm, I'm, I'm coming back to your side as far as Lamar Jackson because he, I mean, he can't, it, it looked like he was scared of throwing the ball. Um, and that's terrible. You're a quarterback. Um, he was looking, he was looking to take off or, or run the ball as soon as even even when he got a little pressure, he no longer looked down the field. So I, I'm a little concerned about Lamar Jackson, and maybe they'll need a new offensive coordinator, or or I don't know how that's going to work. But but he really concerned me this weekend with with his struggles. He he can't he can't pass the ball or they need to have an innovative offense or something. I don't know. He doesn't look like the MVP that I know. So with that being said, I think Cleveland uh, definitely uh, is a favor in the division. I won't, I won't go as far as, you know, AFC favorites uh, for the year. I, I, I won't go that far um, because there's, you know, there's still Kansas city. There's still some uh, teams improving, um, AFC South, who do we have? AFC South, Tennessee. Um, so I won't give them that, but they played a great game. Um, the one play over this weekend for the Cleveland game that I disagreed with, and I kind of understand, I guess, from Stefanski's point of view, but with four minutes left, they punted the ball back to KC. Now, on one hand, I guess I understand because Mahomes wasn't there. Usually, you know, four minutes left, you don't punt back to Mahomes because you're not getting the ball back. With Henny, okay, maybe maybe he felt okay, the defense can stop them. But even with Henny, I, I would four minutes to go, you're down five. I'm not punting. I'm not punting the ball uh, back to to Kansas City. I'm just not. I didn't understand that play. I think that that burned them. It wasn't even a fourth down and long to go. Uh, it may have been six yards or less. Um, I'm not punting in that situation. I think that definitely was a big play because look, they didn't get the ball back. Uh, so, so you basically gave it to the other team and you lost the game. You never had a chance for Mayfield to get back on the field to try to orchestrate a game winning drive or even, um, you know, uh, if they would have, I don't know, kicked the field goal, a game-winning tie. So I disagreed. I disagree wholeheartedly with with the decision to punt. I'm just not. I don't care. I don't. I don't really care who it is on the other side. I'm not punting with four minutes left. That that's just it. You know, and you don't. And Aaron, you, don't I, uh, you don't think that you punt it. In the situation, they're on their own side. I mean, you're you're handing the ball over right there. It's a field goal. 
Derek, it, it is, but but the way I looked at it is if even if we don't get this fourth down, we hold them to a field goal, we're down eight. And we Chad still Henney, have to score a touchdown. Chad Henney is in the game at this point. Right. And I and I felt I felt like Stefanski maybe thought that okay, Mahomes isn't here. So if we punt it to them, we stop Henny and get the ball right back. Yeah. But yeah. but I just wouldn't have done it. You know, with with us being down five, if you have if you have that much faith in your defense, if you don't stop, if you stop, it shouldn't if, have had that faith <laughs> in that defense. But if you have faith in your defense, you, then you go for it because yeah. even if we miss, we stop them for a field goal and we get the ball back still with the same chances. We have and, to and, score a touchdown. Yeah. And that brings me back to the point of well, Stefanski proved this was the first time he was head coaching in a playoff game. And Andy Reid out coached them. I mean, look, uh, it, it like I said, I had to go through all seven phases of grief because w- when the interception occurred in the end zone, and by the way, everybody was like, "Oh, Chad Henney being Chad Henney, that ball was tipped at the line, so it had like <laughs> a ball doesn't hang in the air that long. Like no quarterback, just <laughs> other than when Patrick Mahomes is throwing a ball into the uh, the upper deck uh, of of uh, Arrowhead. I mean. I mean, was it tipped though? It just looked like a punt. It like looked a like punt. it was tipped. I, I I watched it as it happened. I looked over to my father and I was like, "That ball was tipped. There's no way a ball hangs in the air that uh, long." You, you, uh, you haven't seen many seasons of Chad Henney. Well, no, unfortunately, <laughs> that, watch that looked that looked normal to me. Yeah, I didn't watch a lot of Dolphin and Jaguar games, so you might be right. Um, but. Look, it was a great season. Um, that game was definitely, if you're rating all four games uh, from the uh, divisional series, that, that that was the best game, hands down. Uh, you know, obviously, it it wasn't the way. If Cleveland ended up winning that game, it's it's not the way you want to win uh, because you obviously want to beat a team when they're at their full health. So I I, I you want to beat Patrick Mahomes, man. But if Patrick stays in that game, Cleveland's not in it. They're they're not, especially with that touchdown call back. Yeah. Um, but look, it's the playoffs. And if we had a chance to go to, uh, Buffalo, you bet your damn ass. I want to go to Buffalo because I think we could beat them too. Mm-hmm. You know, Cleveland was one of those teams this year that you just felt you had a chance no matter what. Um, but yeah. I digress. Uh, I, I still think it, it, depending on what they do in the off season, I think this could be a team that, uh, is favored in the AFC to go to the uh, Super Bowl. And I, I think this is a lot of momentum for them riding into next year. And I'll take them in the AFC North next year for sure. Yeah, I have them AFC North um, champs for sure. Um, I'm, I can't quite say AFC uh, champions. <laughs> I can't say uh, in Kansas City, they still can reload. You know, um, they 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 hit on their draft pick this year with uh, Edward Hilaire, even though he was hurt. Oh, the they playoffs. did. Did he? I was gonna say, how how do you do last week? <laughs> how, do you do? <laughs> how, how do you do against Cleveland? Uh, but he, but he was a pivotal part during the season. So you know, they if they reload a little bit, they they don't need many pieces. They right. they can work on their defense. Yeah, you know, uh, some pass rushers, maybe uh, some secondary. Yeah, but uh, uh, they did, well, Matthew looks pretty damn good. He looks like yeah, a very oh, good sure. season pickup. He's uh, always around the ball. Yeah. So that game, um, I picked Cleveland to win. Uh, crazy thing, uh, if you play in the spread, I won that spread because Cleveland did cover. Uh, it was a nine and a half. I thought that was absurd that that was the, the point. Uh, the wow. spread. That's a big spread. In the uh, yeah. So I took, I took Cleveland to win that game. You and Chris took Kansas city. Uh, unfortunately I lost again. 
which put me at two and five for uh, the playoffs thus far. Uh, it put you and uh, Chris, I believe, at uh, five and two for the playoffs. Because um, you guys missed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I believe we put you guys at five yeah. and two. Just, I mean, yeah, I'm almost positive because you guys took. As people, yeah, I think we went four and two the first. Uh, yeah, because we missed weekend. you guys missed the Ravens and the Seahawks. That was it. Um, yeah, and the Steelers. No, the the Ravens. Uh, no, no, no. You both took the Browns over the Steelers, and I took the Steelers over the Browns. Yeah, you took the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, puts you guys at five and two. Puts me at two and five. Oh God, I'm not, <laughs> at least I'm better than Mike Greenberg at picking games. Um, <laughs> that takes us to the other Sunday night game. Uh, luckily, this is the one I won and you both lost because uh, I'm going to say you don't count out Tom Brady, even though I counted him out the week before. You know, <laughs> like, when I looked at the matchup and Alvin Kamara is great, Michael Thomas is great, Drew Brees is not great anymore. I, I just thought that Tampa's got too many weapons. That, you know, granted, the Saints defense has looked good this season, uh, they still have given up a lot of points throughout the year. Uh, they, like we said, they didn't play a very good game against Chicago, even though they won by, uh, you know, two touchdowns. Uh, they just didn't look impressive against the Bears. And Tampa Bay played a very hard game against a Washington team that I thought was game and that could beat them. Um, so I thought Tampa went in facing a very good pass defense. Uh, and uh, they, they were prepared, man. Tom Brady had the team ready to go. It was a close game, 13-13 at the end of the, uh, the half. Uh, and then after that, it was over. I mean, Tampa Bay controlled the second half. They, they, you know, they gave up seven to the Saints, and that's it. And the Saints, they, they gave, the Saints uh, gave up 17, so it, they outscored it, them by 10. It was, it was a sad sight. The second you, half of that. Do you game. think it was? It was. I, I think it was a sad thing. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Breeze. It's just you saw him tearing down before your eyes in the second half. I mean, some of those throws, uh, interceptions, like the receivers weren't even looking yet. Uh, he was just. I don't. It was. It was very sad to see. He he did not look good at all in the second half. Like at all. They. I mean. Really, the game they brought in Winston to throw that deep touchdown. Yep, yeah, uh, got it. So, so there's your quarterback. So Breeze, yeah, yeah, Breeze didn't really contribute. He didn't get it to his weapons. Michael Thomas had zero catches, zero catches in, in a playoff game. He, he he averages double digits like his career really, and he he couldn't get one catch. Alvin Kamara, uh, you know, they focused on him, so he was bottled up a bit. It was just a sad sight. I shouldn't have went against Brady because he only loses in championships and Super Bowls. <laughs> he never loses in a divisional round. So I don't know what I was thinking. But, um, yeah, like you say, they have so many weapons offensively. Uh, even Antonio Brown get hurt, got hurt and you didn't miss him. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it was a crazy stat line. I mean, you, you, Drew Brees goes 19 of 34, 134 yards, one touchdown, three huh. interceptions. Jameis Winston, one of one, 56 yards and a touchdown. Jameis Winston in a playoff game had the same touchdown uh, mark as as Drew Brees. Had a better percentage, too. You know, um, of course, Sean Payton wasn't going to do it. But he probably should have pulled Drew Brees. 
look, it, the same thing they said about uh, Baker, about being a winner, Jameis is good, man. Like, he's not I – get, I get what you're saying, you know, league-leading uh, interceptions. And, you, look, as, as much as we look at Tom Brady and he's been good, like, Bruce Arians seems to not understand quarterbacks because – I don't think he still understands how to use Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady understands what he can do. So Tom, and of course you're going to give Tom Brady the ability to just do whatever he wants on the field, call whatever audibles he wants. Uh, but I, I think that Jameis is the guy going forward in, in, in New Orleans. I think you have your guy, you got him pretty cheap. I, I, give him a full off season to, to work with Michael Thomas. I think the saints are fine losing Drew Brees. I think they'll be back with, with, uh, with, with Jameis Winston. Um, but this, the moral of the story is the Tom Brady's Tom Brady, man. Like, like he's just, he really is just one of the best quarterbacks to ever play this game. He just understands it. And when you give him weapons like Mike Evans and Gronkowski like in, early in the game, that's who he went to. He went to what he knows in these, these big games. He went to Gronk and Gronk uh, helped him out. Uh, you know, you look at Mike Evans, Mike Evans had a, a pretty damn good game where uh, he went, uh, as I lie to you, because I'm looking at Mike Evans at the bottom with one catch uh, and one TD, <laughs> and he only caught it for three yards. But look, I'm just going to go over how many people caught a pass from Tom Brady in this championship game. Cameron Brait, Leonard Fournette, Chris Godwin, Scott Miller, Tyler Johnson, Rob Gankowski, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, all caught passes in this yeah, game. Spread it around. That's crazy. I mean- that's, that, yeah, wait. that's that's championship, Corey. You do this, you win Super Bowls. Yeah, when the level of competition rises, uh, Tom Brady steps up, man. I, I have to give it to him. I'm not, I'm not a fan of Tom Brady. I'm not too fond of him, but I respect him. He's one of the greatest to ever do it. And when it gets to the playoffs, man, he's a he's a machine. Some of those throws were uh, perfect. Like where it was, if it was an inch off, it would have been deflected or, I mean, some of those passes were perfect. The game. That's, that's what Tom Brady does. The crowning moment for me to, to crown Tom Brady as, as the greatest quarterback to play this game. And I, I, I truly believe so. And it, it's tough for me to say that because I think Peyton Manning's the smartest quarterback that's ever played in the NFL. I, I just think Peyton's so smart at the quarterback position, but the greatest quarterback to ever play the game is Tom Brady. And the problem is, is people think you have to sling it all over the field. You have to throw it deep, you know, to be, you, you have to Brett Favre it, you have to Joe Montana it. But when you do what Tom Brady does consistently, when you spread the ball, when you have the vision to spread the ball that much and get it into the hands of those receivers, I guarantee you nobody else throwing the football this weekend did what Tom Brady did because we could go through it. You know, you look you look at the Browns game, you look at the Chiefs game, right? Uh, as far as, as how many receivers caught the ball. So the Browns, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, eight guys. Well, they, well, they don't have a number one receiver. So, yeah, that's correct. So, so eight guys caught the ball for the Browns. But once again, somehow Baker Mayfield caught a pass. Uh, so uh, yeah, it, yeah, it was uh, deflected. deflected. Yeah, yeah, he caught it back. So they considered that a catch. Yeah. Uh, so really seven, uh, Harrison Bryant even he catches. So in technicality, it's six, six guys for the Browns, um, for the Chiefs, which had uh, good old Patty Mahomes underneath. Two, three, four, five. That's the Panthers six. score. Yeah, tied it up. Yeah, 
So six, six people for, for Kansas City, six for the Browns. And I'm sure that's kind of your, your statistical aspect because you're looking at tight ends, receivers, and, and running backs. That's going to be it. But when you look okay. at Tom Brady, he's spreading it out even more than that. So a guy to have that kind of vision, to me, that's the best quarterback to play the game. To, to go from New England where he was dominant, to get to Tampa Bay where Tampa's played – it's what's the first playoff appearance in 13 years? I believe that oh, was yeah. Or play, so, yeah, or at least win. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, they get to the playoffs. They, they, they win in Washington. They win in, in, in uh, New Orleans. And if they want to get to the Super Bowl, because they can play a home game in the Super Bowl if they beat Green Bay. And, hey, man, mm-hmm. why not? Why not? Why, why – you know, look, I've been a big component that Green Bay is going to be the team that makes it out of the NFC West. But right now, <laughs> why not the Bucks? They beat the number. Yeah. They beat the best pass defense in Washington. They played the team that a lot of people thought was going to be the NFC representation. They beat them. So why why not the Bucks, man? Yeah, and their and their their linebacker stepped up that game. Yeah. Um, especially uh, I, I forget his name, but number forty five had a heck of a game. He was around the ball at interception. Uh, he looked great. Um, and Levante David, I always love because he's a hometown kid. Um, he he he's always Devin, Devin he's, uh, he's going to get you to Devin White. That yeah. is, um, yeah, he played phenomenal. Uh, he was a big difference. Every big play that came from that defense, it seemed like it was him. Uh, yeah. so if if they can, if the defense can play at the level they did against the Saints, yeah, they they may give Green Bay trouble. So uh, I got that one right. You guys got it wrong. I. Yes. <laughs> would never pick against Tom Brady except when he's playing the Redskins. Uh, so <laughs> that put me at three to five. It put you guys at five and three. Um, great. That was probably the second best game of the weekend was uh, Buck Saints because that game was tied. So Sunday gave us some pretty damn good uh, football games. Yeah. Now we move to Saturday's games, which, man, I don't know what happened. I thought these games would be more competitive. I thought the Rams gave us something to get excited about with Cam Akers. Uh, you know, Jared Goff's not good, man. He's there's rumblings out that him and McShay, uh, not McShay, uh, McVeigh have um, McVay. have you know a rift going, and, and McVeigh should. The fact that this team got to where they are, the fact that the Rams have gotten as deep as they've gone uh, the past couple of years, even going to a Super Bowl. Uh, Granted, the defense is amazing, but they had to get the parts. McVay had to coach the parts. Uh, it could be time for for Jared Goff to just ride off into the sunset because this game, even though they put up 18 points, uh, it, it was Green Bay all the way. There was nothing they could do in the first half to stop Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers just did whatever he wanted. Um, I mean... <sighs> there, there was never a moment in that game where I thought the Rams had a chance. And and isn't that crazy? Where golf, you saying it it might be the end of the road for him? And Wentz, weren't they one and two? Carson Wentz and Jared Goff. Yeah, that's what uh, golf went two. Wentz went one. And 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 it's done for them. Maybe you know that's that's crazy. I don't think it's done for Wentz. I think it's done for golf. Like Wentz, Wentz has shown that he's got the ability. There's nothing lately that Jared Goff has shown me other than 
I mean, at best, he can beat Chad Pennington. Like, at best? I mean, he didn't make any mistakes. He didn't throw an interception, but he went 21. I mean, he went 21 to 27 for 174 yards. That's Chad, that's yeah. Chad Pennington. That is Chad freaking Pennington right there. That is, but I don't think golf normally takes care of the ball like that. That was aberration. Had, especially with a thumb injury. Yeah, I mean, when he – I didn't watch a lot of Rams games, but when he played the Dolphins, it was turnover oh, after oh, turnover after turnover. That was terrible <laughs> even, that game. Even, even like three years ago, two, two or three years ago when he played the Dolphins, I think he threw for under under 100 yards. Yeah, I mean, um, look. Wait, wait, turnover. He, he threw for 174. Cam Akers ran for 90. Cam Akers had 18 wow. carries. I mean, that's tipping your hand right there to the to Green Bay. We have no faith. In our quarterback, we have all the faith in our rookie running back, and this is how we're going to try to beat you. And this is what happens when you run the ball 18 times with a quarterback not producing, and you only get into the end zone once with Cam Akers. You you wind up a 32 18 point. You you think they would have been better off with Wolford? Yeah, if he wasn't, if if his neck wasn't decapitated uh, the previous game, Uh, yeah, I I think so. I think I, I look. I think Jared Goff's done. I, I, I really do. I think you need to uh, just just move on from him, man. Like, I, I, you can't – That the problem is that defense is so damn good, and the offense is good. I think there's a – with Cooper Cup, with, with, with Cam Akers. I, I mean, they have a slew of running backs that you can play with. The offensive line isn't terrible. I just the, – the, they could be in the Super Bowl if Jared Goff wasn't their quarterback. If Baker Mayfield – had that, and I'm not saying that the Browns are bad. I think the Browns are good, but if the Browns had the secondary that that you have in with 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 the Rams. If you give Baker that team, hell, man, you give Lamar Jackson that team, and you know how much I, I criticize Lamar Jackson. You give Lamar Jackson that team, they're beating Green Bay. They're so, beating. So them. you don't. So you don't think another system would benefit Jared Goff? I think he's done. I think he's done. I think he's. Pe- I, I do. I, where, where's he going to go? There's no team out there right now um, that you could look at and say he fits this team because he doesn't. The Dolphins were able to do it because they had a pretty damn good team when they brought in Chad Pennington. They just need a quarterback not to make mistakes. Yeah. And that's what yeah. Chad Pennington did. What team right now do you look at and go, all right, man, as long as this guy doesn't make mistakes, we're good. There's no team. So, no team like that that's straight defense and running. And and unfortunately, the Rams don't have the cap space because I say, hey, if you're if you're, if you're New Orleans, if you're if you're uh, L.A., you, you, you trade three first round picks, you trade Jared Goff, uh, you, you give up one of your your running backs, and uh, you get Deshaun. You get Deshaun, but they don't have the, they don't have the cap space for it, so they can't. Uh, wow, I mean, they better get creative and figure something out. Yeah, because. <laughs> <laughs> because that's, I mean, I'm sure he wouldn't mind playing in LA. Um, oh, of course, of course not. No, you know, if you can, if he, who, I mean, I'm thinking of their roster. Who, who's getting paid like that besides Donald? Well, to, Ramsey, is it just Donald and golf? Hmm? Golf, oh, Ramsey. Ramsey, uh, you know, Booker, what, what, Brooks or Booker, the the other defensive uh, lineman? Oh, Brocker. Brocker, yeah, Brocker. He's got to get paid. That kid, that guy's unreal. <laughs> Great, well, Aaron Darnold, but he's unreal. Well, I think you know. I think they can pull it off because I, I think golf 
and Watson's contracts are, are kind of similar. But are you going to forfeit the future if you're the Rams? Are you going to say, all right, man, uh, we're going with what we got? And, uh, you know, knowing that guys are going to have to get paid on that defense, they're going to have to. That defense is phenomenal. So L.A. wouldn't be bad, man, for, for Watson. LA, go, L.A. gets Watson. That's it, man. That's a wrap. That, for, the, for the NFC West, when you look at Seattle, ain't that good. They're living up to just be mediocre. I think once the 49ers figure out who the hell their their quarterback's going to be, they, they might go after Watson too. Wouldn't be a bad fit. Um, and then look until they get rid of until the Cardinals get rid of uh, Cliff Kingsbury, <laughs> they're going to be horrendous. Even though they have talent, they're horrendous. Um, so if, if the Rams could somehow procure. Uh, Deshaun Watson, and look, the, well, you know, the talk is him coming to Miami. And that's I, – I feel like it's happening, man. I feel you like – You think so. But uh, the, the Rams got to get a quarterback, man, because in all honesty, it, it, it's, it's done for golf. He's done. He's, I, 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 I thought they should have brought him Blake Bortles. He's got a cannon. He, he's got an arm. He, can't, he, he doesn't know who the hell he's throwing it to, but Blake Bortles has an arm. Like, why wasn't he dressed? If you know you're not playing Warford, yeah. why are you not playing Blake Bortles? I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I was never – I wasn't high on golf uh, when he was drafted. I actually thought, like, who is this guy when, <laughs> when he was drafted that high? Not watching a lot of basketball um, football, are you? Yeah. And he had a terrible rookie season. But then he bounced back second year. I think they made Super Bowl his second year, I believe, yeah. or yeah. third year. Right? year they lost in the um, yeah, then yeah, Flores completely dominated him in, oh, how, the, in the how, Super Bowl. How, how upsetting are you if you're Tom Brady and you gotta you gotta play Jared Goff? Like you're like, this is the guy, this is, <laughs> this is my competition. Like I, I gotta beat Patrick Mahomes, I gotta beat Peyton Manning, and now I gotta play Jared Goff in the Super Bowl. <laughs> you guys bring bring me. Yeah, that, I mean, that Super Bowl was... Might as well call it Trent Easy, easy peasy. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I mean, I think golf is done, too. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. Uh, I, I just thought maybe, you know, I was asking if another system would do so, but I oh, guess not, right? There, there's just no team that I'm looking at right now where you're like, all right, I need a game manager. Because you, yeah. it, it, there's none. I mean, when you look at offenses... I mean, the Chiefs did that with Chad Henney. They game managed, but it was close. I mean, the Browns almost came back. So you can't have a game manager. Look, the, the, the league is too good now. When I look at what the AFC is going to look like this upcoming season, you have to be dynamic in everything. Look at the guys in the AFC. Uh, and, and, I, and I'm going to throw the Dolphins in there because the Dolphins finished 10-6, and six, and they're going to get – I honestly believe that Allen Robinson is coming to Miami. So – if, if Miami keeps Tua and they don't give up any draft capital, and this is if they don't give up Tua, uh, no matter what, I think Allen Robinson's coming, Tua or, or Deshaun, Allen Robinson's coming. So you have Allen Robinson, Devontae Parker. Uh, if they go out and get um, the, the kid from Alabama, yep, they go out and get Harris. No, Harris is running back. Uh, Smith. 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 I, knew had, I knew he had one of those basic names. Uh, so <laughs> you, you look at what could what, – what the Miami Dolphins – could be lining up at, at wide receiver next year with with um, with Smith, uh, Robinson, Parker, uh, the, the kid you guys had this year, the young kid who was dynamic. Uh, Bowden. 
yeah, so you line him up now in, in, in a slot when you got to run four wide. I'm sure they're going to fix their running back issue. Uh, look, Mark Ingram isn't bad, and the Ravens just cut him, so you can get him cheap. There's a power back that you can line up uh, with with maybe, uh, you know, uh, the guy you had this year with the G. I can't believe I can't remember. Anything. Gaskin? Yeah, so maybe you play Ingram with Gaskins next year. So you got your speed guy, you got your power guy. Uh, that wide receiving core, you build the offensive line as well. You fix that maybe with the third pick. Uh, you go get the kid from Oregon. So I think Miami becomes dynamic. Then you look at the Buffalo Bills. They're going to get better. You look at the Jets with Sala. I think that's a great head coaching job uh, that, that the Jets did uh, by getting Robert Sala. I think he's, he's one of the best coaches that were out there. He was my th- on my big board of coaches. He was number three. I, I thought it was Bienemy, uh, Dable, and then Salah. And with that defense and that offensive line, I truly think that the Jets are about to be a big turnaround. They have enough draft capital to, to make some moves if they're not going to take the number two pick. I don't think they should go get a quarterback. I think you, you, you would see what Sam Darnold has. So the Jets are going to be good. Uh, the uh, Who else is in that division? Jets, uh, Jets uh, Dolphins, Bill. Patriots. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Terrible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Patriot fans, I hope you enjoy your 20 years of amazingness because you're about to be the bottom dwellers of the AFC East. Like, it, there's there's no hope for that team. I don't think there's anything good about the Patriots. So uh, maybe they should go get Jeff Goff because uh, Jared Goff, because uh, that team, yep. the, the Patriots. That might be a possibility. Yeah, because the Patriots, I can't see anything good. Uh, with the Patriots in the in the near future, especially with the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Jets, uh, I really do think the Jets are on a, on a rebuild right now. So you look at the AFCs; that's dynamic. You look at the the NFC North. Until we see the Steelers fall off, I think they're going to. I think Big Ben's too old. I think it's ridiculous they're bringing him back. Um, especially well, he, he's coming back. Yeah, he's coming back. Especially oh, when they have to yeah. pay him. Like they, they got he's forty million dollars. Like why are you bringing him back? If you asked him to retire now, he would do it. He would do it. But they're not. They're going to bring him back. They're going to pay him. They're, they're going to have to give up on Juju. They're going to have to give up on somebody. They're not going to be able to pay all the guys they got. So I think, I think that's Steelers, a terrible decision. To bring it, him it's back. horrible. And uh, I get it because you're doing the same thing with him that you do with Drew Brees, where everything he's meant to that franchise, I get it. Um, but I think they fall off Look. a little bit. Yeah. You're, you're gonna bring Look, I don't know what, what, what divisions you guys played next season, but it's not going to be no. um, as easy as it was this year for the Steelers. Like, no, you're not. I, I see them going under 500. Yeah, because we're not going to play the AFC Seven South. Nine. Yeah, you're not playing the AFC South and the NFC, the NFC East. Like, East. Those were the two divisions yeah. we had. The East, the NFC, the <laughs> NFC East, which is trash, and uh, <laughs> yeah. the AFC North, which turned out to be trash. South. Yeah. Well, so South. as as and, we look yeah, at, yeah, as we look at everything that uh, I think we have the uh, I, I think we have the um, I think we have the NFC North next year because I'm pretty sure I saw Cleveland's playing Green Bay. Um, mm. But we, but the getting back to the point is with the with how dynamic everything is, you, you Bengals are going to get better. Um, especially with with Joe Burrow. Burrow uh, look. The Ravens are always going to be good. I mean, there's nothing about the Ravens that you're like, oh, this is going to be a bad team. And and you heard me pick the Browns. I think the Browns are just un, unreal. And then you go to the AFC West, which is 
the weakest division. The Chargers made the worst head coach hire they possibly could have made. Um, I don't even know that guy. It's, it's <clears throat> insane. Um, so you look at the West. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. The Raiders are still pretty damn good. And then you got the Broncos and the <laughs> – you got the Broncos and the Chargers. Um, yeah. and, and then the AFC South, you know, God, Jacksonville, another team making a stupid hire. But they're going to have Trevor Lawrence. Uh, <laughs> Urban Meyer's probably going to try to bribe players to come like he did when he was at Ohio State in Florida. Um, the Colts are still going to be good. Uh, we got to see who they bring in at quarterback. Um, and uh, Tennessee's still good. You know, so it's, it's a very competitive AFC. The NFC is just as competitive. So when we're talking about Jared Goff, he doesn't fit anywhere because you can't have a Jared Goff in this league and go go anywhere. You just can't. That that and I feel terrible for Aaron Darnold because Aaron Darnold is the best defensive player in the league. And he's trapped. Not that it's the defense's fault, not that it's Cam Akers' fault, not that it's Cooper Cup's fault. It's not it it, it literally is Jared's golf is the problem with the Rams. You get rid of Jared Golf, you got a chance at winning a Super Bowl with that team. Yeah. I, I mean, I now that you're naming teams, um, maybe he does have a chance to land somewhere because this this season it's kind of been like the old heads taking their last lap. Phillip Rivers, he should be out of there. Uh, Big Ben, although, you know, breaking news to me, he's coming back. But he should have been out of there. Drew Brees should probably hang it up. But he's not. But know, Drew, on, Brees, on, Drew Brees was going to retire. Everyone is, oh, look at this feel-good story. Tom Brady throwing the football to his kids. He, Drew Brees hasn't announced. He said he's going to take his time. Yeah, I, I think he should. I think he should hang it up uh, because they have. But but the thing with the Saints, you know, when he had broken ribs, they went to Taysom Hill. I I, I didn't understand that. Like Winston's no. a healthy young man. <laughs> you see, you see what happens when it when it matters when they when they're in the divisional game. Taysom Hill didn't even dress. Yeah, well, they say he was he was hurt, right? Oh, yeah, they right, said right. it. They said he was hurt. He's emotionally, <laughs> but boys. But they had, <laughs> but they they had this love fest for Taysom Hill though, uh, throughout the season. Um, you know, Winston couldn't even sniff the field. He was on the sideline eating W's. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I don't know. But I thought this was the year where, you know, they kind of passed the torch and the old guys get their last run in. So golf may have a chance with the Colts. May have a chance with the Patriots. Maybe Pittsburgh. Um, Maybe Pittsburgh. Maybe Pittsburgh. If yeah. Ben moves out the way, he's got to move. Though it's a big body to move. Yeah, if he moves it because golf because golf can't go can't go there and be on the roster with Ben. Correct. They both make too much money. Uh, so uh, yeah, no, I don't but as we dive into why the Rams lost this game, let's be real. Green Bay's so good. I mean, Aaron Rodgers uh, yeah. is just Aaron Rodgers and, and Patrick Mahomes is special. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league. There's no doubt about it, man. Like, he's just so good. He's yeah. so good. Uh, I mean, I love how he just flicks the ball 40 yards and it's right on the money. Um, that that pass, he had an earlier pass to Lazard, and it hit oh. him right off the hands, oh, and, and he went back to him. He went back to him and threw it perfectly for the touchdown. It, it was just – Aaron Rodgers is amazing to me. I want Aaron Rodgers to win the Super Bowl. This year, I, I want him to, and I lo- I love what the Buffalo Bills are doing, but I want I want Aaron Rodgers to win. There's no reason a quarterback of his caliber, 
only has one Super Bowl. He should have another one. And the guy who doesn't get enough credit, and I don't know if you remember when, when he got there, but everyone made a big deal that Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, they're not getting along. This isn't going to work. Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Even this year during the draft, Matt LaFleur drafts uh, love to replace Aaron Rodgers. And yeah. look, Matt LaFleur is yeah. doing a great job coaching everyone. Matt LaFleur not getting Aaron Rodgers any help. I think Matt LaFleur knows what he has with Aaron Rodgers. And I think he knows how damn good his quarterback is that they don't have to go crazy on the salary cap because Aaron Rodgers is just going to make Lazard. And uh, who, who else was, is, is on this team? Uh, Robert Tanya and Marquise yeah. Vidal Scallion. And uh, I can't even pronounce this guy's name. E- Equinomius St. Brown. I had a oh, one rec- guy had one reception for 27 yards, man. <laughs> Equinus St. Brown. That's the guys that are that Aaron Rodgers is throwing to. That's the guy. If you're fucking questioning whether or not Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of this league, let me just go through the now, now. Obviously, we understand that Devontae Adams is the guy. Like we we get it. Devontae Adams is fantastic. Robert Tanya, tell me if you know who he was before the season. <laughs> no. Marquez Valdez Scantling. We know because he's been there before, but right. that's the guy. And then, oh God. Ek- Quinanius St. Brown. Nope, never heard of him. That's those are the guys he's throwing to. That's your that's the MVP. That's, that's the guy. That's that's the guy, man. He's not throwing to Travis Kelsey and Harding and uh Watts uh Watkins and 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 uh Tyreek Hill. And that's not denouncing anything that that Patrick Mahomes does. I mean, we, we saw what Patrick Mahomes means to the to the Chiefs when he left. But Aaron Rodgers is so damn good, man. And uh, yeah. his personality, I love that personality, man. Eh, whatever. You don't like me, you don't like me. I don't give a shit. I'm Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah, when you when the camera zooms in on him, he's always, like, smiling at the defender, probably telling him, huh, you thought you had me, right? Three fingers. Yeah. What kind of game is it? It's I'm a three-finger game. I mean, the guy just saw <laughs> He's he- referring to whiskey. He's dating... Danica Patrick and Olivia Munn. He's about to co-host Jeopardy, man. Like, how do you – he's doing his discount double checks. You know, he's bringing Mahomes into his world with State Farm. I Aaron Rodgers, man, he's just – if you're not a fan of Aaron Rodgers, man, you don't like football. You just don't. Yeah. Like, you don't. Yeah. He's just awesome. He's just awesome. Yeah. I just enjoy watching them on the field. And that game, like I said, it, it was never a moment where I thought they were in trouble or – if there was any chance they would lose that game. And I would like to point out that I uh, picked the game 31-17. That was 32-18. You did. I almost hit it right on the head. And right now, when you're looking at these teams in the playoffs, is there no team that you feel more confident in that they're going to win the Super Bowl than, than the Packers? There's no team I don't yeah, because more confident with. Because as much as we just sat here and complimented Aaron Rodgers, then they can hand it off to Aaron Jones. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he busts one for fifty yards. Yeah, it's I mean Look, that so offense. Somebody give Matt Lafleur some damn credit, okay? Because he still got to coach his team. Granted, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Is, pff, I mean, he's Aaron Rodgers, but yeah. you know, yeah. Aaron Rodgers isn't throwing but, every single damn down, and that defense still has to do things, and they are, yeah. and, uh, and that that goes to Matt Lafleur. Yeah, you have to credit Matt Lafleur because Aaron Rodgers has been Aaron Rodgers. For the last ten years, <laughs> and, and he has he, he has won Super Bowl. And Matt Lafleur uh, so. got him got him to the cusp last year. Got him to the NFC Championship game last year. 
And then I, I honestly think they go to the Super Bowl this year. And uh, no, they bet like the league better hope that look quarterback matchup. You want to see Mahomes versus Rogers football standpoint. I want to see Buffalo versus Green Bay. I think Green Bay is winning it all. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I'll see. Uh, I'll see who comes out of the uh, AFC. But um, right now, I do have uh, Green Bay as the favorites. I mean, they, uh, yeah, they, uh, Aaron Rodgers. I love Aaron Rodgers. So it, it, it's yeah, probably a little to. biased. You have to. Every You have to love Aaron Rodgers. He has to be the favorite football player in the league. Like, he has to. Like, you, you can't love anybody more than Aaron Rodgers. He's too good. Three fingers yeah. uh, every day. It's a three finger day every day. Uh, if yeah, you so don't. If you don't understand what that is, uh, Aaron Rodgers is a whiskey drinker. In, every, in the interviews, they always ask him, they're like, what was today? And he goes, oh, I was a three-finger day. That's how much whiskey you pour. And that's a lot. That's a lot of whiskey, three fingers. Um, so that was the opening game. It, it, it was over before you knew it. Uh, then this was a game I was, I was going hard for, man. Like, I, I wanted Buffalo to wipe the floor with Baltimore. I wanted Baltimore to be so damn exposed and, and, and it did. I thought what happened in this game was exactly what I wanted to happen, where you get rid of Lamar Jackson. And I never want to see anybody hurt. I really, I really don't. Um, but Lamar Jackson isn't, isn't good, man. 14 of 24, 162 yards passing. No touchdowns and an interception. Uh, Tyler Huntley comes in late in the fourth. 6 of 13, 60 yards. Um, so literally through 11 passes in one quarter, through 11 passes less than Lamar Jackson. Granted, the, the Ravens were losing, so you have to pass more. But when, you, when I watch Huntley in the in, in line up under a quarterback and watch his throws and you watch Lamar Jackson, I was like, Huntley's a quarterback. He's a, he's a quarterback, and Lamar Jackson isn't. That whole game, all Lamar Jackson wanted to do was run the football, all right? Uh, rushing... 10 attempts by Gus Edwards, 10 attempts by J.K. Dobbins, nine attempts by Lamar Jackson, okay? Lamar Jackson left the game early. Why is Lamar Jackson, who leaves the game early, running the ball almost to the same extent that your running backs are? Because he's a running back. He's a running back that they play wildcat formation with all the time, and you'll never win a Super Bowl, Baltimore, with Lamar Jackson. They'll never win a game... You look at their game against Tennessee, they survived off of one dynamic run. You were right by Lamar Jackson. They played a better team that was built to play running backs in Buffalo, and they shut his ass down. Yeah, it, it was it was really disappointing to me uh, to see Lamar Jackson's performance because a lot of his uh, dropbacks, he took his eyes from down the field and was looking to run. Even when he wasn't getting pressured he thought he was getting pressured and started like fidgeting in the pocket and i'm like no look down the field you, you can still throw and he looked to run and run like four yards here five yards there but man it, it was disappointing because he looked almost scared to throw the ball yeah, i don't know I, what was going on because he's not good i i don't <laughs> think lamar jackson is a good quarterback i've said this always i'm never going to denounce the ability of this guy because he's a good, he's a good football player. He's dynamic. Um, mm -hmm. I, I do not think you can pay a guy like Lamar Jackson, a lot of money because he's not 
going to win you a Super Bowl. I don't care how many wide receivers you put around him. I don't care what you do because he's going to run the ball. It's what he's good at. He throws the ball into the ground. Uh, he, he overthrows. He underthrows. He throws into the ground. The only time Lamar Jackson hits guys is when they're wide open, and they shouldn't even be, have been in the playoffs. It should have been the Dolphins that were in the playoffs, but they got lucky on, on because of what Lamar Jackson does where the Browns have a linebacker spy him. He starts rolling out to the right. The linebacker's like, oh, he's definitely running it, jumps for the run. Then Lamar cocks back and throws to a wide open. Like, I mean, nobody was in the vicinity of Mark Andrews in that Monday Night Browns game. Then when that he was a so-called superhero for coming back and winning. He threw to a wide yeah, open Mark Andrews. Yeah. And you take away that wide open Mark Andrews catch, the Dolphins are in the playoffs. Baltimore's out of it. And that's that. I don't think Lamar Jackson can ever win a Super Bowl. I think more teams will do what San Diego did or Los Angeles now, the Chargers, the Titans, the Bills, that you can do this every single year. And it's going to happen year in and year out. Lamar Jackson is not good uh, as a quarterback. He's a very dynamic player, and it's an unfortunate situation that the Ravens are in where you're kind of tired of this kid until his, 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 he starts blowing knees. So, so let me ask you this, because when, when I was watching that Ravens game, like the the formations that they were running, um, do you think they are they don't trust him to throw the ball, or is it bad play calling? Because it, it those formations I saw, it, you can tell they're running the ball, like they're not gonna go deep, or or this is not gonna be a long pass play. It looked from the start like run every formation. By the way, I just I just want to cut in real quick. It's overtime in the Panthers' second game of the season. My boy Frank Fatrano just uh, netted the game winner. So uh, just to interrupt the uh, Florida Panthers, two and zero to start the season. Yeah, baby. They're missing yeah, the first two and zero. They take they take both games from uh, the Blackhawks, who are now uh, division foes for the season. Um, but with the oh, they're in the division now because of COVID, they try to they're trying to minimize the travel. Uh, so gotcha. they're like a, they're a, the Panthers are in the central division, by the way, <laughs> they're in the central. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, Tampa and, and the Panthers are in the central, uh, but back to uh, Lamar Jackson, the formations. I think Harbaugh is a good coach. I think his coaching got him the win against Tennessee. I, and yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think he, uh, he, he trusts Lamar because he's I, look, I don't think Lamar's a good quarterback. I, I, yes, does he have an arm? I just, there's a reason he was taking the last pick in the first round. If he was that good, you take him over Josh Rosen. You take him over Sam Darnold. He's not, man. Like, look at the offensive line that the Jets have. Even Baltimore has a great offensive line. Baltimore has a great offensive line. The Jets have a good offensive line. Cleveland has a good offensive line. Uh, the, the Buffalo Bills have a good offensive line. So all the teams that have, have rookie quarterbacks, I'll have good offensive lines. Granted, Lamar Jackson won uh, the MVP, the league MVP, but bro, come on. He's not that type of quarterback like Darnold Brown, uh, Darnold Mayfield, uh, even Rosen would be in the pocket. Um, and, and, and Allen, I mean, they're, they're passing quarterbacks, and Lamar's not. He's just not. He's a dynamic, he's a dynamic playmaker. He is not a dynamic thrower. He is not a dynamic quarterback. He's just a dynamic player. That's all he is. 
And I honestly do not believe uh, that. I mean, luckily for Baltimore, they, I mean, very big luck for Baltimore is that they took him late in the first round so they don't have to pay him the extra money that you have to pay Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen uh, because he wasn't a top, uh, top 10 pick. So you, you have to retain him. Look, for what they got to pay him, the $20 million a year, you got to do it. You got, you got it because he just he's – he's going to win you regular season games. But when you get against those good defenses in the playoffs, it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. Yeah, because that – yeah, I wanted your opinion on that because those formations to me was an, an indictment on him of how limited he, he is. Yeah. Um, man, I, 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 thought, I thought so differently of him coming into the game. And then I was like, oh, I think Aaron's on to something yep. as and, I was watching the game. And, and you got to see it. You got to see it with what a quarterback who has rushing ability like Josh Allen does – but then that ability to throw the football, like Sean McDermott can trust Josh Allen to run it. He can draw a place for him to run it. But then, you know, Josh Allen can also chuck it down the field. Lamar's got an arm, man. He's just not a confident quarterback. Throw. He's just not confident. And what we've talked about, and this is what we've talked about moving forward, quarterback mentality. You look at all the guys that are moving on, right? Tom Brady. Unbelievable awareness, unbelievable quarterback smarts. Patrick Mahomes, unbelievable quarterback smarts. Josh Allen, figuring it out. Uh, and he looks like he's got it under control. And Aaron Rodgers, those are the four quarterbacks that are left. Yeah. Right? Even if we go to the divisional games, we, we go to all the divisional games, right? You're looking at um, Baker Mayfield. Looks pretty damn good, right? Baker looks like a quarterback. He looks like he can be Drew Brees-esque, right? So you have Baker. You have uh, – who got eliminated this week? So, Baker got eliminated. Golf, we talked about how terrible he is. Um, I, think, I think golf is worse than, than Lamar Jackson. Um, Drew Brees. Drew Brees. We all know how great Drew Brees is. And, and, and then Lamar. Um, when you rank those four that got eliminated, you got to go – I mean, look, Baker's got to be the number one out of those four. Then Drew Brees. Then Lamar. And then golf is it's gotta be that way, man. He's he's not there's nothing about him that says he's gonna take the the Ravens to the next level. There's there's nothing about him. And and what's crazy though, with all that being said, it was one play that made the difference in the whole game. That was the interception yep. for a touchdown. Because yep. they could have tied it at 10 instead it went 17 to 3, and that was the final a final score. Yeah. But look, we that, thought that one that play was the difference. But remember. Go back to Tennessee. It throws the interception. Like, this is it. You know, granted, Tennessee couldn't stop. You know, if Tennessee could have put more points on the board, we wouldn't even be talking about Buffalo with the 101-yard interception. But – So, I, I guess think, we got the uh, – we have to credit Baltimore's defense. Yeah, oh, big time uh, in that Tennessee game. Yeah, and, and Buffalo. I mean, they, they gave up 10 points <laughs> uh, because the, the defense scored – one of their touchdowns. They gave up 10 points to a juggernaut offense in, yeah. in, in Buffalo. So um, maybe, you know, if they can keep that level of play until they figure it out with Lamar Jackson, uh, maybe they can still compete for a playoff spot. I don't know. Um, you know, their defense yeah, I think showed good performances. I think, I think we'll still see co competition as far as the, I, I think the Ravens are good, man. I'm not, like anybody who thinks I'm saying Lamar Jackson isn't a good football player, you're, you're, you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. I absolutely think Lamar Jackson is a good football player. 
The problem is when you get deep into the playoffs, you have to have a guy you can rely on to throw the football. You can't go out there, and I've been saying this all the time since Lamar's coming to league, Georgia Tech and Army always ran, or I'm sorry, Navy, always run the triple option. And that's what they were doing in Baltimore. They were just running a damn triple option wildcat formation with Lamar Jackson. You get the linebacker or you get the corner safety to bite on a Lamar run. Lamar has a wide open wide receiver. We saw it, not this year, but the year before in Miami, the opening game. What did he do first? He ran all over the field. Then he threw for, you know, 10,000 yards because Miami had a, they kept biting on the quarterback run. And that's it. That's that. It's the easiest thing to understand with Baltimore. Don't bite on the quarterback run. Keep Lamar in front of you. Spy him. Blitz off the edge with with your with your defensive edge or corners, and play. You have to play zone against them. That's it. Cle- Cleveland should have beat them on Monday Night Football. They should have. Yeah, um, I wish they had. No, <laughs> that's yeah. what it meant the world for my team. <laughs> but I, I I think Baltimore will be back in the playoffs. I think they're always going to be a ten win team. I just don't. I just don't think with Lamar Jackson they're advancing anywhere. I don't. And I don't. And all the, the monkey off the nonsense. And then when he went down with injury uh, and the backup came in, I'm like, who's this guy? Where, where's RG3? Where's uh, McSorley? Where are all these guys that we saw? <laughs> this guy was on the practice squad, and, and he was backing them up for the game. But he looked just he looked like better. Him, right? yeah, throwing the football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like I, was on the, uh, I was talking to my friend during the game, and I, was, I called him LJJ, Lamar yeah. Jackson Jr. He looked like a, a, a replica. He came in. He, when he came in the first play, he ran 22 yards. Yeah. <laughs> so did, listen, they should have uh, Lamar learning how to throw a football from this kid because he was singing it, man. He was uh, – Yeah. He looked good. And and that last play, Andrews just missed, like just dropped it. He was he was playing good, man. Uh, <laughs> maybe they might want to look into him. That's an option. Well, right. I mean, look, you're not going to move on from Lamar. He sells too much – too many tickets. But eventually they're going to get it. They're going to get bothered with them. If he can't, if he can't get them deep into the playoffs and, and, and the problem is like, look, I know I sound like I'm sugarcoating my Browns and I'm, I'm putting everything into them. But you look at the two games, the Browns played the champs. The Ravens played a team with a quarterback who came out in the same draft. And you're going, man, the Browns lost by five to the champs. And we got to play them twice a year. And they're only going to get better. You got to figure something out with Lamar. They, they got to – I mean, maybe you – I don't know what you're going to do because Brian Dayball ain't leaving to come to this is, Lamar. This is the first – like one of the first games where I saw him and I came away with – he looked he looked bad. The Chargers game in the playoffs his first year didn't do that for you? <laughs> I mean, I, I probably gave him a pass there because it was his a first rook, year. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah uh, but – but now, after an MVP season and everything, he looked he looked confused. He looked scared. Pedestrian. <laughs> Pedestrian. He did. Like and I, that, that shocked me. Should have called Lamar Jackson RG3 Jr. Because that's what he looked like. <laughs> Try to do two. R- RG3J. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that brings us to championship weekend. I'm pretty excited about this weekend. I'm a little conflicted because I wish – I had more invested in this weekend. I was five points away from being invested. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's the teams that should be there. It, 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 
we talked about this all year. I think I think we all agreed that these were probably going to be the championship games. Um, I I I like where we're at. I like I like the Tampa Green Bay matchup to kick us off Sunday. Um, it's a tough game. Like when I start thinking about who to who to pick, but it's going to be in Green Bay. It's going to be cold. Not saying that Tom Brady's not, you know, used to playing cold games in in New England, but right now. Man, Aaron Rodgers is just so good. So good. And I, I went back to taking Ron Rivera over Bruce Arians um, in the wild card game. Uh, Sean Payne, I, 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 it's not that I don't respect Sean Payne. I just thought the Bucs had more than, um, than, than, than what the Saints had. But when I look at this matchup between Green Bay and Tampa – I don't know who's going to cover, you know, man, I just, I just don't know who to, pick. I don't know who to pick. This game's so tough. Uh, you know, it, it really is. Uh, I, I'm going to stick with the fact that I think Green Bay is going to win this game. I think it's going to be awesome. I, I think this game is going to be like a 34-27, 34-23 game. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, God, man, I just... Who's going to cover Devontae Adams, man? And who's going to cover the 800 slew of receivers that the Bucks have? Like, who's going to do that? <laughs> I just think it's going to come down to big plays. And right now, I think Aaron Rodgers can, you know, commit to more big plays. So, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm excited. To me, this is going to be awesome. I think this is going to be better than the AFC Championship game. So, um, man, I'll, I'll go Green Bay and Rodgers. 3427 man. Uh, yeah, uh, that that was my big point for the game. Who's going to cover Devontae Adams? Because last week Jalen Ramsey did did a good job. Yeah. Um, you know, he got he he got away. They ran a good play to put him in motion, did kind of like a Devontae Smith type go in motion fake one way. When you're saying and... that Jalen Ramsey did a good job. Devontae Adams was targeted 10 times. You know how many catches he had? <laughs> Nine. He dropped the ball once. He covered by Jalen Ramsey. Wow. He went for 66 wow. and a touchdown, man. Like, I just, I don't know how you're going to stop him, man. Like, <laughs> like, ugh. See, for that nine for, you, you said he had what, 66 yards? 66 yards. So a lot of it was under. Yeah, that, that's that's the good job. That's the good job part. That's fine. You know, it, so you take, you take the explosive. top off of him. You take the top off of Devontae Adams. You know what happens? Uh, Alan Lazard goes for four catches, 96 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> right. Robert Tanyan goes four catches, 60 yards. Uh, Vonta Scali, he goes uh, almost – he averages just under, uh, you know, uh, nine yards a catch. Go cool, cool, man. Good job taking the top off of, with Devontae Adams. Because you know what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen? Aaron Rodgers is going to find somebody else. This is yeah. I mean, but the point the point I'm making is they had Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Um, no one, they, Tampa Bay has no one of that caliber. Nope. So he's going to spread the love. I can see Devontae Adams having 13 catches for 170 yards. Yeah. This game. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. Like if he if he was able to muster out sixty six yards and nine catches against uh, basically the top corner in the league, uh, who does Tampa who does Tampa Bay have? And they they probably still run a cover too, <laughs> which which Devontae Adams will destroy. 
right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, then flip, the, flip the field. Uh, Who the hell is going to cover all the guys on Green Bay? Who's going to cover all the guys that Tampa has? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good – I mean, that's a good point. Um, but – you know what it comes I down gotta to. Go, I got to go with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with Aaron Rodgers all the way because this is what it's going to come down to. And this is really what it's going to come down to. Watch this. You have Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, not so, not so intimidating. Yeah. Going up against Jamal Williams and, and Aaron Jones. And Aaron Jones. That, yeah, I'll, I'll, Aaron, take, I'll take Aaron Jones. <laughs> Aaron Jones, 14 rushes, 99 yards. Jamal Adams, 12 rushers, 65 yards against one of the better defensive lines in the league. They were averaging for Aaron Jones was averaging 7.1 yards per carry. Yeah. So, so that, will, that will be the difference. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, the one X factor that, that Tampa Bay has is Tom Brady. That's it. But uh, Tom Brady's going to get Terry Rodgers. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm going. I'm going Green Bay. Um, I'd say 31 to 23. Yeah, so we're we're almost on board with with the same score. Uh, but it's gonna be fun. I think this is the this is the game of the weekend. Like you have to think, right? The NFC Championship game way better than the AFC. Um, I don't know. I I think the AFC is gonna be exciting. I think it's gonna be an exciting game. Um. Uh, with Kansas City and Buffalo, assuming Mahomes plays and he has he's to play, right? He's playing. Um, there, because he didn't even get hit in the head, they were saying. Uh, it was really his neck, but he has to go through the concussion protocol just to go through. So, and he's slated to practice on Wednesday. Just just to show you how close these two teams are, um, league rankings, offensively, the Chiefs are number one. League rankings, offensively, the Bills are number two. <laughs> so we're talking about <laughs> a shootout in – in the NFC game, I mean, this, this lines it up perfectly. Um, <laughs> even though the two of them didn't score many points in the in the divisional game, where uh, you had twenty two for the Chiefs and uh, seventeen for the Bills, uh, mm-hmm. so not 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 a lot of scoring in the divisional. But it, these teams take the ball the top off um, defensively. Sixteenth for the Chiefs, fourteenth for the Bills. Passing uh, f- number one for the Chiefs, number three for the Bills. This ball is going to be thrown all over the damn field, man. And I can't oh, yeah. watch Stefan Diggs go up against uh, Tyree Kill. I can't to wait to see Knox go up against Kelsey. And you're like, oh, well, Kelsey is such a better tight end than Knox. Hey, Knox is damn good, man. Like, he's, he's not Kelsey level. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying Knox is a Kelsey level guy. Uh, Josh Allen's been able to find him pretty wide open in a lot of games. Yeah, these are, these are the two teams where you have to think really hard. Who's their running back? Because they throw, they throw it around the yard. That's why I think this one's going to be more exciting than the NFC. Uh, ah, man, I mean, we could see we could see ninety attempts passing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we, we could. really can. Because uh, for Buffalo, they're not going to run the ball with Devin Singletary. No. They haven't been all season. Why would, why would they change now? Yeah. yeah, I mean, the only only reason only way I see. I'm running the ball is to keep Mahomes off the field. Yeah, but they ball. Uh, Brian Dable isn't like that. He's aggressive. Uh, he's creative. He's gonna throw. He's gonna throw it around the yard. He's gonna put Diggs in in some uh, advantageous situations. Um, they have no one. Kansas City has no one to stop Diggs. 
What? Not just Diggs. Like, it's not just Diggs. Like, if you're thinking of Buffalo and you're just like, oh, you got Stephon Diggs. You also have Cole Beasley who's having a ridiculous year. Gabriel Davis from UCF having a ridiculous year. Knox the tight end having a ridiculous year since coming back from getting his brain scrambled. Like, the Bills have a lot. And their offensive line keeps Josh Allen up. Oh, and by the way, Josh Allen can run the ball really well. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. And, and, and Mahomes, on the flip side, of course, he has Hill. He has Kelsey. He has Hardeman. He has uh, Watkins. Well, but Watkins he is back. He was injured last week. Uh, and assuming, assuming like we all are, yeah, he's coming back from the concussion protocol. Yeah. He, he is still dealing with a foot injury. That toe was uh, uh, hampering him, man. Yeah, and, yeah. and toe, toe injuries are serious. It's ended careers. Um, so, you know, hopefully that doesn't hamper him because I, I do want to see a high-scoring game. I think we're going to get it. Uh, yeah, I think so. Man. What a great man, weekend. it's going to be exciting. Look, yeah. As, oh, as yeah. As much as I love my Cleveland Browns, as much as I love them, and I, I, like, I really wish I had the opportunity to be playing for the Super Bowl, this is like the best consolation prize you can get because it is such a good weekend of football that we have lined up where both of these games are, are going to be amazing. Um, this, the night game starts at 640. It's, it's early. So you, the championship games are early as they usually are a three or five start for the NFC championship game. And then the uh, AFC uh, game will be uh, at uh at 640 uh and it's gonna be a treat man uh i'm gonna take i'm gonna take buffalo slightly over the chiefs slightly uh i'm gonna take buffalo 32 what what did i do with uh packers i went i went 34 27 34 27 so let me go bills 34 31 Almost wow. the same, man. I think I think we have such a great weekend of games, man. I just think that they're gonna be they're gonna be almost equal. Wow, Green Bay and Buffalo. Um, whew, man, this is this is really tough for me because, uh, man, Buffalo's been playing out of their minds uh, all season. All Kansas, season. Kansas City, Kansas City hasn't been playing out of their minds. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, they're five points oh. away from Cleveland being in this game. Just remember that. Oh, I want my, these my, words my. to dawn on you. The Cleveland Browns were five points away <laughs> from playing in this game against Buffalo. Buffalo won by 14 against Lamar Jackson. Um, I mean, they were Buffalo was a pick six away from possibly losing, losing and, to Baltimore. Uh, the Chiefs were a bad uh, <laughs> personal foul call and a bad uh, decision to punt. Oh man. Um wow. This is this is the toughest game for me all playoffs. Really? Cuz I, I had problems with Tampa and Green Bay. <laughs> um It's that oh defense, man, that defense of the Chiefs. I can't trust them. I, I, I you can't trust them. I mean I mean uh Matthew, uh he's the he's the heart of that defense. He's always around the ball. I I, I love how he plays. Yep. Um and Buffalo, that Buffalo defense. All I've been saying it. I've been saying it. The most underappreciated part of that team. Now, now I don't know if they're with Tre'Davious White 
do they have him follow receivers like that? Some some defenses is just a system, and you know they line up against whoever face lines up against them. As long as but, they uh, as long as they don't leave the middle of the field wide open like Cleveland did, they should be fine. I mean, I could. But but the, but that's the thing. That's the thing with Kansas City. When I watch their games, someone's always open yeah. across the middle of the field. Yeah, <laughs> like that's what happens. There's no Patrick one within ten yards. That's the yeah. that's the gift of having Patrick Mahomes. Listen, you've heard me call him on this on the show the Holy Trinity between uh, Mahomes, the enemy, and and Reed. Like it's just so like. No offense to Sean McDermott, like Andy Reid's so good at his job. Like he's so good. Yeah, I, I'm going to pick this game. I'm going to have to pick this game based on the better quarterback. So I'm picking the Chiefs. All right, I'm picking the Chiefs. Um, I'm picking the Chiefs twenty-eight to. 28 to 25. All right. All right. Well, I have no way of catching you and uh, Chris because um, <laughs> you guys were uh, four and two heading into this weekend. You guys won three games. So you guys jumped to seven and three. Uh, I was two and four. I lost. Uh, I went three and one as well. Three and one. Mm-hmm. So. I went to uh, five and five, five, correct. So I went to 500. So, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, this will get us close. Uh, You you know, a win here will make you guys, what, eight and four? It would make Um, you. Yeah. I need two. Yeah, I I need two here, man. I need need to hit on both these. I need the Bills and Green Bay to go because that will make me uh, seven and five. It will make you guys eight and four. And uh, it gives me a chance to get back into this uh, at the playoffs. But hey, man, I'm 500 right now. I'll take it. I'll take a 500. I picked. I made some wild picks, man, in these playoffs with Washington. <laughs> uh, you know, picking Cleveland, uh, Pitts, uh, Pittsburgh, Birmingham, man, Jesus. Uh, so yeah, that that gets us ready for the championship uh, weekend. So you, I'm gonna say Chris is gonna take exactly what you took because you guys have been doing that all <laughs> all, all playoff. Uh, so you guys got you guys got the pack over the Bucks. I got the packs over over the Bucks as well. And uh, I took Bills because hey man, Josh Allen did well for me in fantasy football. So why the hell not? Uh, <laughs> um, with which when we're looking at the FC Championship game, it's kind of going to be our segue into the next topic. Coaching positions opened up all over the place. There were, there was a lot of I thought there was a lot of good jobs. Uh, available mainly the two best jobs I thought was um, Jacksonville and San Diego. I thought those were the two best, especially with the draft capital, the salary cap, the talent on the team. Um, and then I thought the Jets were the were the third best job. Uh, I thought Detroit was a pretty good job too. Um, but I'm so confused by the hires because a hundred percent. I thought Eric Bieniemy and Brian Dable were the two best options. Like, like the fact that Leslie Frazier, his back was was getting you know more of an opportunity. Now he didn't get a job, Leslie Frazier. As far as I'm concerned, he didn't get one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. So the fact that Brian Dable has said he's he's going back to Buffalo, um, and Eric Bieniemy. I mean, I I guess we're expecting Bieniemy to 
to maybe take the Houston job. But if I'm Bianami, why the hell would maybe. you do that? Like, I wouldn't do that if I'm Eric Bianami. I wouldn't take Houston. They have no draft capital. Uh, you, you're probably going to lose your quarterback. So when I look at, at that, you know, maybe Andy Reid wins the Super Bowl again this year and uh, retires. But if I'm the enemy and I'm, and I'm Brian Dable, I'm so confused why, you know, and, and you saw what happened. Brian Dable, as soon as the Chargers job closed up, he's like, I'm coming back. And it was the right move right. because that right. was the perfect situation for him. Um, yeah. I just don't understand what these GMs are doing by not hiring these coaches. Do, do you think they're being impatient? Because the, the two top candidates are still in the playoffs. Uh, are they you gotta not wait. You gotta willing wait. to wait? And that's the thing. Like, we've seen it happen year over year where teams that have guys in the playoffs, like when the two best coaches are there and they're available, the best coordinators, usually people wait for them. So that's yeah, why I'm so – like, if, if you're the Chargers in Jacksonville – first of all, Jacksonville, what the hell are you doing hiring Urban Myers? What has Urban Myers ever shown anybody that he's going to transition to the NFL well? He, you can't bribe players to come to your team in the NFL. You can't because they make too much money. <laughs> I can't see the only reason why I could see them bringing in Urban Meyer. A, they're going to sell tickets because Gator fans go to Jacksonville games. Uh, but like I just like yeah, I unless, guess. unless their 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 objective is to never bring in any veterans and just draft their entire team, I don't understand this Urban Meyer hire. And they're paying Urban Meyer a ton of money. I'm not I'm not in favor of bringing out a coach that hasn't coached in a little while to be the head coach of a team, i.e. John Gruden. I, I didn't like that hire, and he's not really showing me anything either. Uh, he's costing – he's causing the Raiders the playoffs. Yeah, these 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 coaches off of names, um, I'm not in favor for. Uh, just wait. Uh, just like the Dolphins is a prime example. When the, when the Patriots were in Super Bowl against the Rams, it was the next Dolphins coach, uh, Brian Flores, is handling this. So we waited until after the Super Bowl was over, and it – it's turning and, out to be a great growing. hire. You know, I, look, look, Brandon Staley could be a good hire for for the Chargers. Could could be. You know, he, he's the defensive coordinator of that Rams defense that we 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 talk about. You know, so is, is there a possibility that that Staley turns out fine? But but what about Brandon Staley? You said if you're the Chargers with that kind of offense with a with a rookie quarterback who played as his lights out. Like that, you brought in a defensive guy to coach that guy up. Like, what are you doing, Brian Dable's yeah, right? I, I don't get Brian. It. Brian Dable converted Josh Allen into league runner-up for MVP, and you have a great rookie quarterback and Herbert, and you bring a defensive guy in. Yeah, I, I do not understand. That was the perfect situation to bring in Dable to work with Herbert. And, and make him even better than, than the rookie season he had, which he had one of the best rookie seasons uh, for a quarterback ever. Um, I mean, Dables worked with Tua in college. D- Dables changed Josh Allen. and People didn't believe in Josh Allen yeah. uh, a couple of years back. Plus, they were calling he him turned, couldn't get, Yeah, couldn't, couldn't get out of the first round the year before of the playoffs. So, now he's going to so you, so you look at Dables' resume and – you go get Brandon State Staley. I'm I'm totally I'm totally confused. I don't. Uh, and if you're Jacksonville, if you're Jacksonville, you have every part. Like they're they're not the only teams that failed because I feel there's only one team that has passed 
in their coaching hire that that hired correctly. And I don't think Staley's the worst hire. It's just not the right hire when Brian Dable is there to take Herbert Eckler, that whole offense. Like, what the hell are you thinking? What do you, you won four games with one of the most dynamic offenses in the league. And Dable wants to be your coach. Yeah. I, I, I just don't, I just don't get it. That's why, I, that's why I asked. They, they must be impatient. They, you can't wait another two weeks, another and, two to three weeks. So they fail. I'll give them a D on the Staley hire because they need to fix their defense. And Staley, Staley coached a lot of big time names. He, he took like uh, uh, Brocker and, and made them a household name. So Staley, Staley's going to help their defense. He's going to, but he's not going to do. I can't see him doing anything for that offense because yeah, let's do it. Because McVeigh, when he went to the Rams, uh, he was an offensive minded coach because they're like, hey man, our defense is good. We need to make our offense better. We need an offensive mind. You, there's like, granted you have Herbert, but that offense isn't to the elite level where you need to make the defense of there. You need to still make that offense great because that offense is what's going to win you games. Getting a defensive minded guy was stupid. And Jacksonville, I, I don't understand what the hell you're doing. Eric Bannemi goes back to Kansas City, should have gone to Cleveland. I'm okay with it because the fancy has proven that he's a good head coach. Bianami should have been gone last year. Nobody pulled the trigger on him. He went back to Kansas City. Well, he's, they're on their way deep into the playoffs again. Jacksonville was the perfect damn place for Eric Bianami. When Patrick Mahomes got brought in, you heard everybody say that he was bad. He, was, he wasn't good. They, don't, they couldn't understand why they drafted up to 10, uh, to, moved up to 10 to draft him. And what does Bianami do? He turns Patrick Mahomes into the gift of the NFL gods. You're getting Trevor <laughs> Lawrence, who may be the best quarterback I've ever seen play college football next to Peyton Manning. And you have a chance for Eric Bieniemy to be this guy's head coach, to give him the speed of Robinson, the running back, to give him Sh- Sharky, to give him uh, what, what their other wide receiver with the S. Oh, God, I can't remember his name. Uh, but you have this ability to give him all this speed that he's good with. You know he's great with speed. You have draft capital. You have so much money to go out and spend. And you're going you're gonna to give it to Urban Meyer. They're giving it to Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer just got Bietami's gift. Yeah, 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 he did. And to jump back, I'm going to speak on both teams. Yeah. To jump back to uh, Brandon Staley. I mean, let's be real here. He had the best defensive player in the league in Aaron Donald and the best corner in the league in, uh, in Jalen Ramsey. Uh, you know, that's, that's not too hard. I mean, I don't want to take away from him, but that's not too hard when you have two of the best at their position in the league. Uh, and, those, and those two positions help each other. A fierce defensive line yep. and, and good, good corners, that's a match made in heaven. Um, I, I'm totally confused with the high. They, they, Okay, the Chargers weren't getting blown out, right? Unless unless they played the Patriots, right? <laughs> the round, uh, the they, they weren't getting blown out like that. Uh, get an offensive mind, uh, someone who wants to coach for you. Like, why not get someone who wants to wants to coach for you? Dable was good and ready to coach Herbert up. Why not hire him? So yeah, I give that a D. I give that a D because I I don't know 
how good he is defensively. If he's going to change, I don't think the Chargers are going to be just become a defensive juggernaut. I don't think so. They don't have the likes of Aaron Donald or Jalen oh. Ramsey. So I think it's going to take years before they become relevant defensively. Um, and then with Jacksonville, yeah, the enemy, I don't know why he's not getting a chance. There's things coming out now that, oh, he, he doesn't interview well. Who cares? Who cares? Interview. I, I, yeah. Like, what does that matter? Like, uh, it doesn't yeah. well. Get out there and coach, and you see the job. Yeah, the guy does. yeah. Give me what he's doing on the field. I, yeah. I, who cares if he can't answer questions? How you want him to answer questions? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I want product. Yeah, it's just stupid. Um, and stupid. Yeah, he would have. He would have did wonders. A, the, a top quarterback coming out in the draft, where Eric Bieniemy creative plays, speed all around the offense. I All I would have got to do uh, is build yeah, that offense. I don't line think this is a good high. That's it. Just build the line, uh, I think. and that, that team would have been – because you look at the AFC South, there's not much they need to do to get in contention. And uh, True. Oh, what a stupid move. I, I think I think year two, Urban Meyer goes and spends time with his family. Yeah. Um, another team that I thought did a very bad job hiring their coach, and, and this is uh, this goes back to um, – <laughs> this, this, this has a tie to the Dolphins. What the hell are the Detroit Lions doing? Hiring the steroid god. Uh, you know, like, oh, Dan I, just don't Campbell. I don't understand. You made a terrible hire with who I thought was the worst head coach in NFL history um, with Matt Patricia. Oh, uh, the pencil? Yeah. Matt, Matt Patricia is a terrible head coach. Should have never got a job. Like, good, good, maybe defensive coordinator, but oh my God. It's terrible. <laughs> it it, I, I it annoyed watch, me I, that he had laminated paper and yeah. had a pencil. I, uh, like, <laughs> oh, God. I used to watch Matt Patricia. I mean, you know, Corey, we're in a fantasy league and we're in a group chat and I should roast Matt Patricia because he's stupid. He's a <laughs> terrible so. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. And I'm not saying Dan Campbell's not a good tight ends coach. Maybe he's not a bad offensive coordinator. But that, they're wasting so they're wasting Dan Campbell's not head coach. Yeah. Yeah. He he was our interim coach. Uh and he had a great first two games. And then we just got destroyed after that. <laughs> with, with everything that's out there, with everything, you hire <laughs> Dan. Like, do you know what happens when you hire Dan Campbell? There's literally nobody else for you to call. Like you're calling all these other coaching people, and they're like, no, I, I go to Detroit. Uh, nope, nope. And you Dan Campbell. Oh, what a horrible! <laughs> hey, DeAndre Swift, man, congratulations on your good one year because you are not going to be good your career. If you are DeAndre Swift, you call and go get me the hell. Out. You call your agent now. You're like, get me out of Detroit, man. I, I'm too good of a running back. To be here, you need to get me out of here because they don't know oh, shit. Oh, De- yeah, DeAndre Swift. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> get me out of here. You, where, where is the Sean Watson going? I want to go with him. He's going to Miami. <laughs> get, get me to Miami. They need a running back. I'll go over there. I, I ain't playing for Dan Campbell. Like, oh, my God, Detroit. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you, man? Yeah, he. I mean, he's a good position coach. But, yeah, I don't – he's not – if if he was if he was head coach material, he would have got a job after he did the intern job for us. So we gotta anyway. speed this up because you gotta get going, Corey. Um, I'll go to the two teams that I think made very good hires. 
the first one's the Falcons. Arthur Smith is a very good defensive coordinator. Uh, that offense works, plays itself. Uh, that, th- this is what we were talking about with, with the Chargers. When your offense can get to the level of the, the, the uh, Falcons, who, the, 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 let's be real, they won games because of their offense. They didn't win any games because of their defense. Uh, Arthur Smith, defensive coordinator for that Titans team, that Titans defense, there's really no big names on that Titans defense, and they, they've always been good. So I think this is the right hire. I think Arthur Smith, um, if you can have the respect of Mike Vrabel, who's a rah-rah football guy, uh, I, I think Arthur Smith is that kind of guy. I think he plays well into the NFC South. I think you're going to see a turnaround with this Falcons team. Unfortunately for Arthur Smith, time's running out on, on, on Matt Ryan. You probably got two years left. You're probably going to have to, unfortunately, invest into a quarterback this year. So I do think, though, with the end of Drew Brees, we have two years left of Tom Brady. I think the timing of the hire of Arthur Smith right now and the necessity to build that, that Ravens defense back up, this, this is one of the smartest hires out of, out of the, the coaching carousel. Um, this, was a, this was one of the teams that I thought Eric Bieniemy might fit in um, because of the pieces that they have. But look, you get a veteran like Todd Gurley, you get a veteran like Matt Ryan, you get a veteran like Julio Jones. You, you, get, you know, that, that, that team is, is fine that you could bring in a rookie coach that's going to rebuild that defense because you're good on the offensive side. You're good. That offensive line needs a little help, but a lot of veterans on that one as well. It's very, very good hire by the Atlanta Falcons. Um, yeah, I was good with that hire. Um, um, I think um, that was a place Staley could have went. But I, I, um, I do, I do like that hire. Um, I think I, I don't know if um, the Falcons have a top five pick. I want to say they do. Um, it, it at least top seven. I think they should draft Justin Fields if he's available to them. I mean, yeah, because um, you could get defensive guys late in the, in this draft. Yeah. Um, either Justin Fields or, or the the BYU guy. I think they I think they should go quarterback first round. I, I really do. Um, yeah, Atlanta I think has, Ryan Atlanta has. has fourth, Atlanta actually has the fourth pick. Oh wow! So and they're they're protected. Feel, yeah, they're they're protected too because um, I don't think Carolina needs to go for a quarterback because um, they're I think they're good with Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's he should stay. I don't think you need to go. Mm-hmm find it so really the only team possibly uh in this lineup because i don't think the jets should go quarterback uh jacksonville we know is probably going to take trevor lawrence uh so miami probably not going to go quarterback either uh so yeah atlanta's sitting pretty man i mean unless atlanta figures out a way to trade up to number one to get um to get trevor lawrence but i don't think you need to do that because Matt Ryan's not done. You're not you, like Matt Ryan still played at a very high level this year. So Justin Fields fits perfectly there. Yeah, because I think Matt Ryan has two, maybe three years left in him. Um, by that, by year two, Justin Fields could be working his way into the offense, and yep. and yep. you just keep building that offense. They're dynamic. They have dynamic names, and and as you've seen, they they get big leads. Yeah. Defense just gives them up. <laughs> and that's why that's why I like this hire. I think they got the right guy for this for this team, and I I, I think that uh, this is a great hire by Atlanta. Very smart hire. It shows that their yeah. GMs in their front office know what they're doing, unlike the Chargers and Jacksonville. 
and this brings me to the best hire, I think, of, of any team. And I love this Robert Sala hire by the Jets. I've been saying to you guys all year, and I've been saying to everybody, Jets aren't as bad as everybody makes them out to see. But when you have a guy like Adam Gase on the sideline, you're, you're going to be terrible. Uh, they have a very good, young, talented offensive line. I don't think Sam Darnold's washed up yet. They have some pieces on defense. I think they have a good tight end. Uh, they need wide receiver help. They need running back help. And they, they still need, you know, help as far as middle linebackers. They still need to build out the defensive line. So there's a lot that this team has to build. The grace that the Jets have is, you know, Buffalo and Miami are, are, are it, they're good for the next three years. So you, you can give Robert Sala some time to build this team. You saw that he brought in Matt LaFleur's brother to be the offensive coordinator. So that's another big thing. So you know the offense is going in the right direction. And that's why I don't think the Jets should draft a quarterback. Let uh, LaFleur come in. Let him coach up Sam Darnold. See what he's got. You've got the offensive line um, to, uh, uh, to, to protect uh, Sam Darnold. And you see what Robert Sala did in, in San Francisco, man. He, he got one of the best defenses in the league. They had nothing but injuries this year, losing Bosa, their best player. And they still, they still were a good defense. And I, I just think when you look at guys that are head coaches, the three that I thought for sure that were coordinators that were going to be the head coach of the future for other teams was going to be um, – was going to be the enemy, was going to be uh, Dable, and was going to be Sala. I thought they were the three best candidates, and Sala landed in the best spot for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a really good hire. I didn't like it too much because it's in my division. Of course. But, <laughs> but that, that says a lot, you know, if I, if, that I don't like the hire. Uh, he, he fits well. Um, I'm a little nervous that they go Devontae Smith, number it's two. It's possible because they need, they need offense. They need offense. But yeah. – the best thing they should do, they go off at a tackle with the kid from Oregon. P- I can't pronounce it. P- N- a- P- uh, yeah, Sewell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Last name Sewell. <laughs> but I think they go Sewell uh, because they have that uh, the kid uh, Beckton uh, on mm-hmm. the offensive yeah. line. Mackay Beckton. Yeah, mm-hmm. you put those two guys on an offensive line. Good luck at it, Pat Rush. Good, good luck. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So, it would be two good bookends. Yeah, so if you if you do that, you go uh, with those two guys. I think that's that's a hundred percent where the Jets need to go at number two, which will allow uh, Miami to get Smith. Uh, that that's the way it's got to go. You don't take a quarterback. Don't take a wide receiver because there's plenty of wide receivers to be scattered out throughout this draft. Yeah, don't take a wide receiver. Build your offensive line. Protect Sam Darnold because Sam Darnold's not bad. It's you saw him win back to back games when he wasn't hurried or when he had when he had time to actually sit back and throw uh he looked good and uh i I think kudos to the jets uh they did a fantastic job uh with their hire kudos to elena for their hire we still don't know who the hell is going to coach the eagles um uh, we don't know who's going to coach houston so still some jobs open uh but for the most part terrible job by san diego and jacksonville good job new york good job uh to Atlanta, uh, you know, get, get, get excited. And, and, and we got championship weekend uh, this week. 
Um, so that, that's really awesome. Two great games. And hey, man, before we get out of here, James Harden, man, guy looks good. Oh, the oh yeah. good. And they don't even have Kyrie he, back he gets, Yeah, he gets there, magically loses 50 pounds. He's great. He looked like a Pillsbury Doughboy uh, <laughs> suit. No, I think he wore a fat suit. I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I think he wore a fat suit. When what he it comes played down music. to, strip clubs in New York don't have as good as buffets as strip clubs in uh, Houston. <laughs> That's true. But he looks amazing. And now Kyrie plays tomorrow. Oh. We'll see how that dynamic works, though, because they're all ball dominant, uh, especially Kyrie. Yep. We'll definitely see how it goes. Uh, Corey, man, what 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 a week of football, man. What a week to end on. This is going to be a fun Sunday. Yep. So uh, as we wind down, we'll see you guys next week. Next week, we'll know who's playing in the Super Bowl. So uh, for Corey Wheeler. I'm out. I'm Aaron. We will see you guys next week, Tuesday, right here on Facebook Live. Jersey vibes. I'm sound asleep. Don't